0: Abide with me Abide with me Don't let me fall
1: And don't let go Walk with me And never leave This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host Brian Craig. I get the privilege of being the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas and this is uh, our last podcast of this year, 2018, and uh, it's Christmas time, and uh, we just want to say Merry Christmas to all of you out there here listening to this podcast. and uh, And I'm here with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you, Brian. And uh, we, Rocky and I, both just love Christmas, and uh, so we we just can't. Help, but stop and pause, and and do a special podcast at Christmas time, and 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 just our desire is just to maybe share our heart or share the heart of Christmas with all of you out there. And and I'm believing that any of you out there who are abiding in Christ uh, have a soft spot in your heart for Christmas as well, because Christmas is Christ. It's all about our Savior. It's it's about the one that we abide with. So, so Rocky. we're going to start with uh, the words to a song, which was actually a poem, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually played this song last year at the end of our Christmas podcast, right. and we're going right. to play it again at the end of this one today. But uh, but we want to camp out a little bit on on what what this this poem this, this that became a praise song uh, or a worship song, uh, what it means and all that. So Rocky, why don't you uh, take over and, and read the the words of this, and then give a little of the background. To this this poem, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, before I say that, I'm going to just say this: that we do
0: we do love Christmas, don't we? Uh-huh. And I think that we all began our love for Christmas when we were younger, but it it's changed. It's no longer Christmas; it's Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Because we have now uh, gotten to the real real true meaning of it, and we've kind of cut through the. The things that, as children, we used to be attracted to it because of Santa Claus presents and all of that. And that's still fine for children, but as we grow up, we begin to understand that there's more to it. And and when we get to the true meaning of it is when we really get to celebrating the heart of it. And so that's what's happening here. We begin celebrating the heart of it. Mm And, yeah, Brian, uh, you know, last year, uh, this song really touched me. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs now. Uh, and it's uh, actually the song's been around a long time, long time. I used to sing it uh, in in the, in the congregational singing when I was a little boy, uh, which is, you know, we've all heard about it, about I heard the bells on Christmas Day. And... The, uh, but, the, but it had new meaning when, when I heard Casting Crown sing it. Uh, there was there, To me, there was more passion in it now, where it began to really uh, sink in what I was hearing. And then it became really relevant to me because of, of today. Uh, and, and let me tell you why that. And There's a particular lyrics in the song that speaks to that. And so let, let, me, uh, let me read a little bit of what Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote, because he was the poet who wrote this song. Now, let me set it up. Shortly before he wrote this, his wife was killed. She was burned in a house fire. Uh, it was at the time of the Civil War. His son had uh, just volunteered and was wounded. So he would Henry had experienced a lot of losses, deeply challenged, and it was Christmas Day. Bells were ringing from the churches all around the countryside. Christmas Day, and we and we enter into his pain when he writes this. We enter into his thinking. We get beyond just the familiar carol, carol that we've we've sung and we get to the heart of it. And it starts off, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and mild and sweet their songs repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. So we grew up with that, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And that's taken from the scriptures, you know. And then, and then of course, there's the part of it that says, and the bells are ringing, peace on earth, like the choir they're singing, peace on earth. In my heart, I hear them, peace on earth, goodwill to men, I hear it. But then this is the part that got me. He said, and in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mock, and mocks the song of peace on earth. Goodwill to men. And I heard that. I heard this song by Casting Crowns. And when we play this song later, I want to challenge the listeners to listen to the song really deeply and get into it. And I think it'll, it'll resonate within their heart. And if, you, and if you pull this from back when this was written hundreds of years ago to the year of 2018, I want to ask you, is there any peace on earth? Do you know of any place that there's peace on Earth?
1: Mm.
0: I don't. I know no place. We see it all over the place. See it in Paris right now. See it in this country. See it in the south of the border. Seeing the drug cartels down in Central America. We're seeing the Middle East. We see it in the Ukraine. We see it in Russia. We see it in Western Europe we're seeing in, in America, there is no peace on earth. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dark picture. It's a picture of, uh, of just basically being aware of what's going on right now. But then there's another stanza in the song. And then it says, then rang the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, when peace on earth, goodwill to men, then ringing, singing on its way. The world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And that's where we are. We're at a, at a place that is desperate. Look around. Look around. We might have our little hamlet that we feel safe, but let me tell you, our little hamlet will be invaded. And the peace that we have now is only temporary. Peace on earth is, is struggling right now. And that's why this earth needs peacemakers. And Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And and I think that this is one of the things that would probably be uh, worthy of discussion. Because there's a difference between a peace lover and a peacemaker. A peace lover would be someone who would just try to find a place on this earth that they can have a little peace and, and shut themselves out from the rest of the world. They're the isolationists. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that run away and... Try to find a place in, out in the wilderness that they can raise their food and get away from the rest of the world and let the world go to hell in a handbasket while I got my little place of peace. But let me tell you, that's an illusion.
1: Or try to try to work your life where where you have let, no risks, mm-hmm. no chance of getting pain. Right. You know, try to minimize any kind of risk of. Of anything negative, right? Isolate and insulate.
0: Right, right. Uh, whether it's financial or whether it's healthcare or whether it's uh, education or whether it's uh, uh, higher walls, uh, stronger bar- bars on our, on our windows and doors uh, are in areas of the country that we think we can move to that we will have peace and there will not be, it will not invade us, but that's an illusion. And that's why you can't really be a, a peace lover in this world and find peace. You've got to be a peacemaker, and that's where it begins with us. Mm. That's what I think is being an influencer, that's what we're all about, is that we wade into a situation where there is a lack of peace. It's a world that's in agitation and it's being controlled by a lot of outside influences that they don't even understand what's going on and there has to be someone that steps into that situation and models being a peacemaker. So, you know, that's kind of my opening salvo here to kind of get us uh, you know going. That was, you know, what came to my heart about God send us peacemakers in this world. You know, this is what we're needing right now. Make us peacemakers. What do you think?
1: Well, I was thinking about um, what it always comes back to for us is abiding, abiding. And and we talk about abiding bears fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is what the first thing that happens, which is the characteristics of Christ come to our life, and one of which is peace, right? Right. Love, joy, peace. So uh, I'm thinking about if we're not abiding, we can't we won't have any peace to give anybody, right? I no. mean, I mean, so it's got to go back to, it's got to start there. And Jesus came to bring peace and, you know, and, and he brought peace, but he also brought a sword. He brought, you know, consternation because what he brought was in conflict with everything else. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it creates a point where people are in conflict and they got to make a decision. Am I going to go with the world or am I going to go with this savior? You know, and, and, and every person has to make that decision. But for those of us who have tasted Abiding in Christ, I think we've tasted real peace—the real peace that all men are looking for. Yeah, that's what I think.
0: It's interesting. In in our church history, we find that the apostles were oftentimes thrown in jail. Yeah, and uh, there are certain accounts that they were again thrown in jail unjustly, <laughs> and they're uh, and they're taken down there and and they're chained and between armed guards and and they begin singing. Uh, praise songs. <laughs> now think about that. Here they are in the in the bowels of the earth in a, in a damp dungeon, chained uh, and then also guarded by guards behind locked doors and, and they have peace. What it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Their circumstances did not dictate their peace. Now there's something I think we can learn here because we do read that, uh, that they began praising God and singing and Thanking him for whatever was going on, they were singing hymns, and there was an earthquake, and it was and the jail was broken up, and the chain and the the chains were falling off, and I mean, there are miraculous things happen, you know, from praise and from worship, and from being a peacemaker, and and of course that sucks our world around us, and that's what the case happened there. A jailer came to know Christ, Mm -hmm. and his whole family. That's right. (laughs) And so, you know, this is what a peacemaker does. He is a a thermostat to his world, not a thermometer. You know the difference, don't you? Mm -hmm. A a thermometer only reads the temperature and reflects it. A thermostat sets the temperature. Mm -hmm. And so a peacemaker comes
1: in and he sets the temperature for the culture he's in.
0: Mm.
1: So you're saying as influencers we can bring peace to Earth. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's our mission right
0: now. I think right now, when I say that, I think that it, I think the agitation that's going on in this world right now, politically, there's such there's such divide, such divide politically, racially, ideology, uh, just name it. I mean, it's no longer about Coke and Pepsi. All right. Yeah. It's 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 about some real serious issues that. Well, it led to the Civil War, you know, years ago in this country. A divide like what we're seeing. And everybody lost on that situation. It it did free slaves. It was needed. And and it was something that, that God brought on this country to awaken it and, and build it actually and unified unify the country. Mm-hmm. But now there's divisions here. But it's not mm-hmm. just here, it's all over the world. I mean, it's all over the world. Mm. Uh, I read uh, I read in the news that 160 million people have been polled, who say they want to enter the United States and live here. 160 million people from all the world want to come in and live in the United States because they see it as kind of like Disney World compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, and and I would say it probably is compared to the rest of the world because you know we don't have a snapshot of what the world's like out there. We have an isolated view. And believe me, Northwest Arkansas is not like America. I mean, we don't want anybody to know that. It's a very very special place to live. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of things here that that we're not experiencing in certain areas of this country, even. Mm -hmm. A lot of the violence that's going on and a lot of the things that are creating division. There is no peace on earth. And yes, I do believe that I do believe that we're not being brought into proximity with Christ and experiencing transformation for only our own good. I think God is raising up people to influence our world around us. We influence them toward Christ. And they've got to see in us characteristics that reflect Christ. And, and like, this, like the song said, he came to bring peace on earth. Mm. And we, if we're a disciple, we do what our teacher says and does, and we do what he does, and we bring peace on earth. Mm. We bring peace in our family where there's division. We're the ones that lead out in reconciliation. Uh, if there's need of forgiveness, we show people how it's done. If there are neighborhoods that are going, uh, squabbling and doing all the conflicts going on, we wade into that to be the peacemakers. Uh, wherever we are, whatever setting we are, we, we should be representing Christ, looking a lot like him and bringing something to this world that it
1: sadly needs, and that is peace. What do you say, Rocky, to the, I'm just thinking about the listener out there. Maybe, maybe a journey brother or sister who's been through the journey and they, they, they buy in, they, they believe in abiding, they they love the Lord, but they're not feeling peace this Christmas because their marriage maybe is in trouble and there's some problems there. Or maybe their finances are sh- running short or maybe there's an unreconciled relationship that's that's bringing them problems or maybe there's a health Something you know, I mean, I I think of just the litany of things that can take away our peace, right? What do you What do you say to that person?
0: Well, I I think there's an old saying that goes like this: that uh, the only thing that that the world can give you is happiness, but God gives you joy. Mm -hmm. Only only God can give joy. Joy is God made. Happiness is man made. Happiness is circumstantial. Circumstances are good. Some circumstances are bad. So. It's up and down, up and down. But joy is God made, and joy wades into all circumstances. And that's the example I told you there about, about the disciples that were thrown into prison.
1: And they still had joy even though they were in chains. Or the man who wrote this, Henry Wadsworth, who wrote that uh, poem that's right. after losing a wife. You that's know? Right. He wasn't in the most joyful of times circumstantially. He, not happy times. Not happy times, that's right, right. Yeah.
0: And so I think, again, that we have to, if you want to to hear my Kool-Aid story, it would be this. Go to Galatians 5 and you'll see the contrasting natures. The nature of the flesh is, you know, enmity, strife, rage, anger, jealousy. All those things that are angry, uh, hurtful, things that uh, you're describing here that we react to with our circumstances. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, tenderness, self-control, godliness. And so what we're seeing in there is a contrast. It's symptomatic. We look at our life and, and ask what's happening here. And, 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 and if, our, if our life is controlled by the circumstances and it's creating these issues that we see that are not Christ-like, then that says that He's not in control. He can be in our life. He's there but he's not in control. And when we're under the Christ control, then we start seeing his characteristics show up. So what do you do about that? I think that was the question. I think we have to turn our eyes back toward him. Mm -hmm. We have to take our eyes off the circumstances or off the people or off the things that's agitating us. And we have to find our eyes back on him, getting back into that close proximity with him because we're seeing a symptom that we've kind of walked away from him. Now, does that mean that we don't have that happen to us often in our life? <laughs> no, we have that happen to us often in life. But as we begin to get a more mature in our faith, then we begin to recognize the problem. And and the solution. Problem is I've I've started taking control of my life again. And I'm letting circumstances control me. Mm-hmm. The solution is let's let Christ get back in control here. Let me get under His authority and under His obedience and obedient to Him and under His instructions. Let His peace fall over me, and when His peace falls over me, then I can be a peacemaker.
1: Hmm. You know, I also think about Rocky. Uh, maybe maybe people aren't in strife or maybe there's no problems going on, but but. Christmas time means busyness. It means you know trying to cram a bunch of work in before the end of the year. It, you know we got a lot of parties to go to, a lot of shopping to do. We got to make sure we get everything on our list for our kids and all that stuff. And it seems that there's always the temptation to miss Christ and all that. You know where where's the honoring of Christ at Christmas? And and I mean I'm guilty of it. I think it, it just it's a temptation or it, it sucks us away. What What do you make of all that? Well, I, I tell you honestly, Brian, I I. I, I tend
0: toward thinking people set up an either-or situation, and that is you either got to totally deny yourself from all of those things so that you can focus your eyes and heart cr- completely on Christ and deny yourself on that other stuff. Or if you do it, you can't do the other. Right. And I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, I like I like it when you kids are having their toys. I love it when we're buying kids toys. I love it when... See their eyes light up. I love the festivities of Christmas. I love the, and I worship God and all that. I don't. I don't lose any worship because I, seeing Santa Claus. I don't lose. I don't lose any worship of him. I celebrate Jesus through it all. Yeah. Can't we do both? Yeah, I agree. In fact, I think we should do both. I don't think that we need to be, um, Pharisee. You know, Pharisees in this. Life. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to be legalistic. I think we need to understand that. We live in a culture, and we influence our culture, but, but our change of culture is not to be militant. Yeah. We don't isolate ourselves from it. We, we influence it. They need to see in us the love of Christ. We need to be attractive to that culture. Yeah. And so that's the way I look at it. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, feasting with friends and family and yeah. getting together and being generous and giving, gift, giving gifts to people, I mean, all that's it's part of— our culture. The joy of, of Christmas yeah. and the peace of Christmas is, is that, yeah. And different cultures celebrate it different
0: ways. Right. And uh, and that's okay. I mean, I, some things are, are, are worth fighting over, and some things don't deserve it. They don't deserve us having to go to battle over things like that. I want to keep Christ in Christmas, and I'm not going to exclude him just because Santa Claus walks in the door. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. You know, I'm, we have fun with the kids, and— we go to church uh, on on Christmas Eve, and have often done it with our kids and then our grandkids. I mean, there's all kind of zany things coming down. We had one one <laughs> we had one uh, one uh, Christmas Eve night that the, the worship leader. Was up in the rafters in a Santa Claus outfit and he rappelled down about <laughs> 50 feet to the stage. <laughs> and then he told all the, the, the adults, they so repeat after me, Tonight is for the children. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Christmas. I and mean, then, you know, everybody's getting into it. Now, is Christ not in that?
1: Mm. I think he is. Yeah. Well, he's Jesus is the one who said, uh, "Unless you become like a little child, you can't really come to me." Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, it peace and joy come a lot easier for children, I think, than adults. We keep saying peace. We got to bring peace, don't we? That's right. We got to bring, bring peace to this world. That's right. Because this world is in need of it, and there's very little of it going around right now. That's right. So, your challenge to all the influencers out there is to be peace, to bring the peace. I mean, the angels proclaim that that this one is coming who's going to bring peace on earth Mm -hmm. and favor to, you know, and and joy and all the things. You know, they proclaimed it. But, But then now he's handing the baton to us and wanting us to bring it. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we seek the peace and we release the peace. And I don't mean seek. Uh, I don't. I don't think seeking peace for the, being a lover of peace. I'm talking about seek Christ, who brings peace. And then we release Christ and that peace to the world. We become a, a flow through, a conduit for His Spirit to come to us, to fill us up, and for us to spill over to the world, right. to have a generous spirit, to. To give a generous heart, a generous words, a generous smile, generous peace to our world around us. Yeah. And when we do that, we worship Him. You ever thought about that? When we do things like that, that we actually
1: are worshiping God. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Romans twelve. You know, you know, we're conformed to His likeness, and then you know, and then we. It's a spiritual act of worship. You know, mm-hmm. when we when we're when we're conforming ourselves, not to the world, but. To him, right. And we 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 kind it's a spiritual act of worship. Yeah, yeah. I believe that, and that and I think he is Christ is peace. Christ is love. Christ is joy, and he's conforming those things into us so that we will share them with others. I mean, it's right. never it's never to be bottled up and just no. locked away in isolation, like you said. It's it's to be given away.
0: And so, with that said, that's why we opened this thing up by saying the world is agitated it's not at peace and it needs peacemakers and i think god is raising up peacemakers with influencers because we know that we get our peace by his peace that comes lives within us but we cannot be a disciple of christ we cannot be an influencer actually if we are not influencer, influencing our world with that which has been given to us yeah. it's very clear to me if we don't do that we stop it up and it grows stale in our own life I think we'd lose a lot of our peace if we don't start giving it away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And I just think contrasting the world, I think the world recognizes a need for peace, even those who don't serve Christ or even know Christ. Oh yeah. They recognize the need for it, but they're trying to solve it with with their brains, with with laws, with, you know, creativity, whatever. They're trying to manufacture peace and well, you can't
0: manufacture it well this that's example of what I'm saying they're peace lovers but they're not peacemakers
1: yeah yeah
0: I mean you can you like you said that they try to engineer things that will create peace whether it's feed the hungry or
1: save the dogs and the whales I mean there's so many causes out there or all the wouldn't. or the are all the political battles over <laughs> who's right and who's wrong is all trying to say so we got the right way to peace. And know? while they're doing that, they're creating such turmoil in this country,
0: in this world. Mm-hmm. And they're wanting to be peacemakers. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're peace lovers. They want, they love having peace. And most of them that are agitating live behind uh, do- walls that are guarded. <laughs> the celebrities are, you know, guarded. They're protected. They don't live out here in the real world, but they're the voice that's creating a lot of the agitation. Mm-hmm. If they want to be peacemakers, then they need to look at having the real peace in their life. And his name is Jesus. That's right. That's right.
1: Well, Rocky, uh, we're going to play the song here in just a second, you know, as we close out this this broadcast. And we'll, we'll probably let the whole song play today yeah. so people can just kind of worship we're in their car or wherever they're listening to this. But, uh, but before that, would you just say a Christmas prayer, I guess, over, oh, yeah. over all our, our people out there? I will. Thank you,
0: Brian. Well, Father, uh, what an
1: honor it is
0: to recognize the birth of Jesus and his day, the Christ day that we call Christmas. And Lord, as we as we recognize Him, we recognize that there were so many benefits that were given to us that day that He was born in Bethlehem. It's interesting, Lord, that the name of Bethlehem means uh, house of bread, and uh, and the house of bread birthed the bread of life, and then uh, the bread of life sacrificed His life and broken for us to take in remembrance of him. And, Lord, uh, the whole story of Christmas began hundreds of years before he, he came. It, he was announced. Uh, he was prophesied about. The promise was uh, established and, and was birthed that night in Bethlehem. And Lord like the angels said peace on earth goodwill to men and he brings peace but not in the sense that a peace lover would understand but in the sense that a peacemaker would understand because he brings peace to our souls he brings a, a reconciliation to our creator and until we have that that reconciliation in our life with you will never understand what it means to receive the complete peace of God that's come through Jesus Christ. So I pray that if there's anyone in this audience of listeners that does not know Jesus as Lord, Savior, friend, guide, teacher, I pray that they will come to know him and receive him, receive the gift that was given to the world and will be given to them right now if they will receive him. And I pray if there's anyone is listening that has received him and yet they still struggle with life, they still struggle with circumstances, they still struggle uh, with living, actually, that they will understand that Jesus has come to restore that which was lost, and that is intimacy with the Creator and eternal life. And, Lord, I pray that they will come to know that they are just not taking all of that which he wants to give them and that they will fall deeply in love with him and find the love connection that will walk them through and give them the peace in their life that they're longing for. We thank you for the day that we have to celebrate. And uh, as for me and my house, we will celebrate it greatly. And, Lord, I pray this prayer in
1: Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this is the Influencers Network podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Craig. going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. And we want you to listen to the words to this song by Casting Crowns, a beautiful rendition of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. God bless you all. In despair I bowed my head
0: There is no peace on earth, I
1: said For hate is strong and mocks the song
0: Of peace on earth